Hello and welcome to The Secret Adventures of Black People. I'm your host, Nicole Hill. Coming at you live from Lincoln Park here in D.C. Very cute kid waddling away from her parents in front of me. Nicole, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I need five more minutes. I'm heading over to the park now. No worries. Can you hear me okay? I sure can. I don't know why, but in the eighth or ninth grade, a couple times a month, I'd go to Blockbuster and rent this movie made in 1954 about Napoleon. Well, it's not really about Napoleon. It's about his girlfriend, Desiree. It's not a good movie. But in it, Desiree keeps a journal her entire life. And eighth or ninth grade me was like, I'd like to be the kind of lady that does that. So I started one and I've kept it ever since. A couple times a week or a couple times a month, I'll pull out my journal and I'll write. And I've done it for so long that it's become the main way I figure out how I feel about things and what I should do next. My journal's been good to me. It's the best confidant. I see why Desiree dug it. But in 2020, I just stopped. I can't get myself to do it. I sit down to write. Well, that's not really true. I think about sitting down to write. And the thought of having to spell out everything that year made me feel is just too much. And that's too bad because I don't have a lot of other ways of working things out. Plus, I miss my old friend. But I have been calling people more, especially people who are really into caring for themselves emotionally. I'm acting like it's just a catch up, but some part of me is hoping they say the magic words that unlock this writer's block. So I'm in a park by me in D.C., Lincoln Park, for everybody who knows, and I'm calling my friend Steve from college. I've demanded that he go to a park by him in Philly. I don't know if Steve journals or not. But I do know that he cares for people using every single chamber of his whole entire heart. So he's got to have something figured out, right? That speaks to that process. So I had uh, a therapy session last weekend, right? It was scheduled for Saturday. And Saturday morning, it was scheduled for Saturday afternoon. Saturday morning, my therapist emailed me and said, hey, I have to reschedule. Uh, I can't make our session today. And at first I was like, uh, can, I, can I curse on your show? Is yeah, it cool? Yeah, you can curse. All right, but I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> You're my therapist, bro. Like, this isn't, this isn't like, if you can make it. It's like, I need help. You, you need to be there to help me. And then I had a, I had a, an important moment where I was like, this, this man is more than just a, my therapist. Mm. Like, he's a human being <laughs> with a life. I did one time look for a therapist, but I feel like I am a strange person. And mm. I, how do you like, okay, so start me off at the beginning. You like find a person, you're like, bet I'm going to go talk to this person. What is like the first meeting like? Is it like a weird date? <laughs> because I, you know, because I'm, 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 I'm pretty good at like marketing. I'm pretty good at it. I'm not great at it, but I'm pretty good. I, I essentially kind of finesse some of my friends. So all my friends who are therapists or in that counseling world, I was like, hey, I'm like, hey, I'm doing research for a video project and I could really use a therapist to pick their brain. You know, because I didn't want to, there's stigma. There's stigma around needing a therapist. You're like, I don't want to, 
And I also don't have health insurance. So it's like, I don't have a network to like tap into. So I'm just like, yo, how am I? I got it. It has to be uh, somebody who's wanting to do a sliding scale uh, for payment who will accept somebody who doesn't have insurance. You know what I mean? Like, so I was, so that's my route was <laughs> ask my friends who are in therapy, who, who are therapists and counselors, if they know somebody I can talk to about a pro- quote unquote project that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's the, it's like the ultimate cliche of like, hey, my friend really needs help with this thing. <laughs> and could you, what would you do if you were there? Like, you know, so, uh, and um, I probably texted like 10 different friends who were in the therapy mental health world. And each of them got back to me and like five, let's say five of them sent me someone like, oh, you know, I hear somebody I think would be good. And I was like, that. And I hit every one of those people up and like one person got back to me. One person called me and left a message, but there were two people. One person called me and left a message. The other one called me. And I was literally crying right before this man called wow. me. And I answered the phone and I'm like, yo, thank God you called because I am freaking the fuck out. And for him, I'm sure it was like the most awkward first date. He's probably like, uh, what? <laughs> what? Because I was just losing it. You were like, mm. I'm crying right now. What's good? What does he say then? <laughs> he was like, um, well, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and you like um, dive right in? Or are you like, I don't trust you. I don't know you. I'm not telling you my business. Look, I, I, at that point, all of the, all of the, all of the, the, uh, the precaution was came down. I was like, look, this is what's going on. I don't know what the fuck to do. Um, I'm freaking out and, uh, and I need help, you know, and, and can, and this was like an intake call. So he probably, the first thing he probably said was, well, before we dive in, let's do some quick intake. Like, can you tell me a little bit about your, you know what I mean? It was like, it was very dispassionate. It was like. Hey, you know, just let me know, like, you know, how old are you? Tell me a little bit about what you're going through. What's your schedule like? Can we set up something to talk more later for our mm-hmm. first session? I'll tell you what, though, that first real session was hella awkward because that man was giving me no breaks. So this, my, I have a therapist who is my age and has actually been through some of the stuff that I've been through. And then I have an OG therapist who's like twice my age who holds me hella accountable and it's like, man, he doesn't say man or anything like that, but he's like, he just doesn't. <laughs> there have been, we've had some, we've had some tense conversations. I think, I think the potential for like wild shit to be talked about with an older person goes up. You know what I'm saying? Like they just say wild shit because they're just from a different time. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, <laughs> but there's a, there's a certain sense of like talking to like my uncle or like my grandfather or like my pop. Yeah. And it's like, here's a level of respect that, um, that I personally, because of my lived experience, I really appreciate as opposed to talking to a contemporary. I, when I picture a therapist, I absolutely picture like old lady, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. glasses for sure. <laughs> sweaters. No doubt. <laughs> Wait, Comfortable. did you, did it matter to you if the person was like male or female, black or white? Did you have an opinion? I'm just realizing like, oh, I picture a black lady, but I wonder. For sure. It did. It did. It did. Uh, and, yeah. and full transparency, I, I didn't necessarily want to have a white person. I'm just going to, you know, I am half white. However, I am cognizant of lived experience, you know? Um, uh, yeah. So. 
it was, uh, an older black man was was more or less what I was looking for. Okay. So. And that's what you have. That is in fact what I have. Okay. I know you're not supposed to say like therapy's working or whatever, but how do you get to the place where you're like, I will keep doing this? What does he mm. say or do where it makes you like, yeah, I'll call you again? Well, I, it's a wonderful question, and I will I will say there have been multiple. Excuse me. There have been multiple cases where I was like, I'm not recalling this dude ever again. <laughs> I feel like that's what I, I have to there. <laughs> that's why you got another one. <laughs> right, thanks. Because I was like, you know, I need a second opinion on this. Um, <laughs> having a therapist doesn't mean that the work is done. Mm. Like, oh, I got my therapist. Check. I'm good. It's there's, all there's therapists. From my experience, your therapist's biggest role is to remind you and 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 carefully holding you accountable, mm. you know? And the work is for you to do. Um, it's kind of a crazy hustle, because it's like you pay them guap to listen, ask you thoughtful questions, and hold you accountable. And it's like, um, you know, the majority of the work is for you to do. I will say that I, I wish I had had one sooner. Mm. Um, and that comes from, like, I, I hadn't had a, I'm, 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 I'm down for therapy. Like, I've had therapists in the past. I hadn't had one in years because I don't have any health insurance. Um, mm. But obviously that actually isn't a barrier. Like, it, it is, but only if you think it is. And, mm. um, and, and I think that I would compare it to having, like, a journal that talks back to you. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel me? Like, it's you. You have permission to be as vulnerable as you want, and there will be there will be. And it's not like some dumb journal that talks back. You know what I'm saying? It's not like just some like irresponsible, like just rat shit. Like, oh, what do you do next? Like, it's it's like you know it's. Not that there's anything to be ratchet. It's all good. It's all love. Um, uh, but there's uh, there's a sense of um, of you know this this journal this journal is curating something for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Which I think is a pretty powerful to have prompts. But prompts that change, you know what I'm saying? It's you know, prompts that evolve, um, tension that evolves. You know, it, it's it's yeah. It, I think it's like if you're if you're if you had you know for anybody journals or writes, it's like if, if your journal were to come to life and was and was um and was a confidant, you know what I'm saying, and, and was responsible about it. You've been listening to The Secret Adventures of Black People with me, Nicole Hill, your host and producer. The show's moving to a bi-weekly format now because I do all this by myself and it's a lot to try to pull off in a week and, you know, I got some journaling to do. So come back and hear more stories in two weeks and in the meantime, you can visit thesecretadventuresofblackpeople.com where you can hear old episodes, you can write in a story of your own. You can learn how to join the Patreon community and get uh, access to special behind-the-scenes content and whatnot. A huge thank you to my guest and the Black adventure I'd like to shout out for this episode, Steve Jackson. 
Steve's organization, Jackson Corps, uses media and mentorship to build empowered communities around healthy relationships. You can find a link to his organization in the show notes. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll see you again soon, like two weeks soon, for more stories about Black folks holding it down across space and time.